You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, and I'm coming at you from a different location. Typically, I'm coming at you from the great metropolis of Orlando, Florida, but this week, I am actually on a short-term mission trip to the nation of Guatemala. I am staying at an orphanage, and right now, I am out on the deck of uh, of our team house and over, overlooking an incredible view. Uh, it has just been awesome to be here. I've been here just less than 24 hours and we'll be here for the next several days. Uh, but I want to make sure we didn't miss out on recording on the podcast. I do want to apologize. Uh, it is very windy where I'm at and I, and I am using a portable microphone. I'm not using my entire setup that I typically have at home and so the quality of the audio might not quite be what it typically is. I apologize for that. All right, let's dive into a question that I think is really important that I want to answer. Uh, That is, why should Christians care about people outside of their own country? Uh, It's a great question that I I love answering. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a big fan of global missions. I'm a big fan of Christians being a part of the global church, not just seeing yourself as a citizen of the United States or Canada or whatever country you're in, and not just seeing yourself as a member of the local church that you are part of, but see yourself as a global citizen, as a citizen of planet Earth, and to see yourself not just as a member of a local church, but of a member, uh, as a member of the church, Big C, the, the the grand church, and the church is you know is consisting of hundreds of millions and maybe even billions of people, and of course the vast majority of them do not live in North America, and so it's important it's important for us to remember uh, that. Um, number one, first and foremost, I want to say. God loves the world. God doesn't just love the United States. God doesn't just love Canada. He doesn't just love the Western world. God loves the world. John 3.16, God so loved the world, the universal cosmos, the, the every person that's ever lived, that ever will live in every nation and in every place on the planet. God loves. And so if you do not love all peoples, then I got to tell you, you do not love the same things that God loves, okay? And if you claim to love God, and if you claim to be a follower of God, then it it is a natural expectation that you will begin to love the things that he loves, that you will begin to care about with with all sincerity the things that he cares about. And let me, let me make it very clear to you. God cares about things outside of your country, outside of your culture, right? When you woke up this morning, you were thinking about yourself and your own country and your own community and the needs in your own backyard. And that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. However, I want to assure you that while God was thinking about you, he was also thinking about the people on the other side of the planet, right? You may have woke up this morning and never considered the people living in Cambodia or Brazil or Thailand or Ecuador or Poland. But let me tell you this, when God woke up this morning, there's no doubt that he was thinking about the people of Thailand and Cambodia and Ecuador and Poland. And, and while, while, while I don't want you to feel guilty for not doing that, we're not thinking about those types of people, I do want you to ask yourself, God, what do I need to do in my heart and head to change? 
again, I never want people to feel guilty for not loving the things that God loves, but I don't want you to stay where you are. It is imperative that if you are a Christian, if you are a genuine follower of Jesus, that you go before him in honest prayer and say, Jesus, man, I don't love the things you love. You know, I love some of the things you love, but I don't love everything that you love. Will you change my heart? God, will you do things in me to help me be different? And I promise you, if you if you make that prayer, if you say that prayer to God with all sincerity and all objectivity, he will begin to do things in your heart and mind that you've never even thought he could do. It is imperative that we love the world, not just people who look like us or talk like us. Um, with that in mind, I also want to mention a few other biblical precedences. Uh, there's, there's obviously a huge biblical precedent for Christians being a part of taking the gospel to places where it's never been. There are loads of places on planet Earth that have never heard the gospel. They have no church, no Bible, and in, and in many cases have never even heard of Jesus. Uh, the Joshua Project is a great organization. They estimate that between 40 and 50 percent of the people on planet Earth have still never heard the gospel even once. And it is imperative that we as Christians sacrificially give, that we sacrifice of our money, our time, our resources, our talents, that we give a lot to spread the gospel. It is essential that every people group on planet earth get to hear the gospel. And, and that is that is our obligation and it's our privilege. And so I want to challenge you to really ask yourself, God, what can I do to help spread the gospel to places where it's never been? Uh, the other biblical precedent that's really important is using our resources and our affluence to give to those who are less fortunate and don't have the resources we have. We see in the New Testament, Paul collecting money from some of the churches that had more resources and more money, collecting from them and taking that money to churches that didn't have as much. Uh, you know, those of us who live in North America, we have way more resources. We are way more affluent than most of the world. And you may be saying to yourself, Kenny, man, I'm not rich at all, even though I live in the United States. And it may be true. Maybe you're not rich compared to your fellow Americans, but I can guarantee you compared to the vast majority of the world, you are rich. And so I want to encourage you and challenge you to really begin to ask yourself, what can I do to give to those who are less fortunate? It's, it's imperative that we as Christians in North America use our resources and use our influences uh, to send money and send resources overseas to help strengthen and resource churches that are doing great ministry in their own community. Right? It's, it's imperative that we as Christians that we sacrificially give to be able to accomplish ministry in our local context, whatever city or community we live in. But on top of that, it is also essential that we continually give above and beyond that to give to Christians that live in other communities overseas and other countries so that they can do ministry in their local context, right? So we focus on doing ministry locally and we focus on sending money and sending resources to help our brothers and sisters so that they can do ministry in their local context. Both of those are extremely important. It is absolutely unacceptable to say, well, I'm only called to do local stuff. No, 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 you're not. If you're a part of the body of Christ, you're called to do both. And you're called to give sacrificially to both. That is clearly the biblical example that Paul, uh, that, you know, that Paul called upon churches like the church of Corinth and the church of Philippi and the church of Ephesus to give to other churches. So my encouragement to all of us is to really seek to be a blessing, not just in our local communities, not just in our local churches, but to the body of Christ and to people all around the world. 
Let me give you a quick resource I want to highly recommend. It's a great book written by a pastor out of Alabama, uh, a man by the name of David Platt. He wrote a book that's, uh, at this point, quite famous called Radical. But if you are a Christian, if you've never read this book, I want to implore you, plead with you, beg you to make sure this book gets on your reading list as soon as possible. It will challenge you. It will give you great stories that inspire you, and it will lay out a case for, uh, for, for American Christians caring about the globe in a way that I could never do in a short podcast. So please go out, check that book out, Radical by David Platt. It will rock your world. It will encourage you and you will walk away very different. I sure hope this episode has been helpful and insightful and encouraging and challenging as well. Um, if you have any questions about this or any topic, you can shoot me an email. It's heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best way to do that is on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. It's at K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. As always, our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a sailor!